Okay, welcome to the new uh, Hasidic Daf Yomi Shir. What that means is that we're going to be learning all the classics of Hasidic Shasvarim, one Daf at a time. Um, Daf is a loosely uh, loosely used word because I understand that people might be using different editions, um, different Tfusim, so on and so forth. And the question is what to choose, what to select, what not to use, but we'll do the best we can, bringing down the classics, make them accessible to everybody. I'm going to start with Tzavos HaRivash, that Tzavo usually means a will or a last will and testament. That's not so much the case here, but it is ideas that the Rivash, Tzavos HaRivash, the Rivash is Yisrael Baal Shem, the founder of Hasidus, the Baal Shem Tov, wanted you to know. Um, we assume also, these are also things that his student, the Mezritur Magid, wanted you to know as well. It was published in 1792. It's not the first Hasidish work, and I am going to try to go chronologically, I think. And the first chronologically uh, released Hasidish Sefer is the Toldus Yaakov Yosef, which was uh, published in 1780. This Sefer, the Tzavos Rivosh, though I put first because essentially it's um, sort of more f- fundamental or more basic in terms of the initial teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement. We don't really know who compiled it. It's not a Tzavah, as I said, in the classic sense. But let's begin to learn one daf at a time. The edition I'm using, if you want to follow with me, is the um, edition that is published over here by Machon Mesam Chelev. I'm starting page Gimel, starts on page Gimel. So we do Gimel and Dalit as one daf, two sides. So Tzavos HaRivash, the command of the Rivash is Lios Tamim The pure service is to, you know, is to serve Hashem completely and not to forget the fundamentals. Iker Lilma Bechol Yom, the Iker is to learn every single day a shear of Musr, Hain Rav, Hain Ma, whether that shear, whether that amount is a lot or a little. And one should see himself constantly or recognize, notice yourself, look at yourself, self audit, as they say, and to cling yourself to good midas and hanhagos yisharis, proper behaviors. And no day should pass without doing all the mitzvahs, whether the small ones or the big ones. And the simon to remember it is as the Mishnah in Perak Avas, the beginning of Perak Beis says, You should be careful in a light mitzvah as a a serious one. What do you mean, Zahir? So Zahir is to be interpreted, says the Baal Shem Tov, Allah, the Pasuk in Daniel, chapter 12, Pasuk Gimel, where it says, Hanishamot is here, that it, that it should be that, sorry, the Pasuk says, Zahir is a lashon of maskilim yashiru, those that think about will shine, will illuminate. So it's a play on words. The Mishnah Berak Yavah says, Habe Zahir One should illuminate through the mitzvah kala, just like they do in a chamur. By doing them, you illuminate, you shine forth. Well, how does that happen if some mitzvahs are bigger, some mitzvahs are smaller? Because at the end of the day, what Hashem really wants is our heart. He wants our motion, our connection. This is a foundational idea in Chassidus right there. It's brought down from Sanhedrin 106b. Okay, next. It's a quote from Pasuk in Tehillim, 16, 16 uh, verse 8. It literally means I'll place God in front of me at all times. So Shavisi says the Baal Shem Tev is a lushan of Hishtavos Becholdavar. I will make it Shave, meaning equanimity. I will make my godliness equal in all aspects, Hamahora, Hamaora, and all things that happen. Hakol Shave Etzlo. I'll always be at sort of that same. 
uh, space between me and God. Whether people are praising you or whether they're denigrating you. Whether, meaning whether you're in a high vibrational state or in a low vibrational state, you'll always be able to retain a sense of equanimity with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It shouldn't be something you turn on and off, your religiosity. And so too with all things you do, with all foods, whether you're eating uh, delicacies or whether you're eating other things, everything should really be equivalent to you because once you strip away the darker inclination behind everything, everything is equivalently godliness. Now, and therefore, everything that happens to you should have that same um, equivalence that everything is from Hashem. The of Hagon, and if you meaning if you see it appropriately, and everything, all your kavanah should be l'shem shemayim. But you recognize at the end of the day, from God's vantage point, everything is literally the same. If you truly access Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then each one of your behaviors, everything you do at the end of the day is really on the same level. And that's a very high level to get to, but it's aspirational. Everyone needs to serve Hashem with all your strength. Because everything is necessary. Because God wants you to serve Him in all different aspects. Meaning God wants you to be a complete Jew. You don't just serve Him in davening. You don't just serve God by learning. You serve God in all the aspects of your life, a total life, or as Rav Hutner calls it, a, um, a broad life. Because there are times you're going to find yourself speaking with schmoozing with people. And at that moment when you're schmoozing with people, you can't be learning. So the Baal Shem Tov's innovation is that even that moment when you're talking with friends, you're still connected to God. And you're unified. Um, unifying the world under the dominion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that even the most mundane conversation becomes elevated. And so to when a person is going and they're not able to daven or learn properly, they still need to find a way to serve God in other ways. And don't pain yourself. And don't be, don't be troubled. Knock yourself over the head over this, saying, oh, God, how come I couldn't learn for a couple hours today or whatever it is, each on their own level. Because God wants you to find him and serve him and locate yourself in this religion, um, in this avoda of Hashem. Pamim ba'ofenze, sometimes this way, upamim ba'ofenze, v'lakachiz damen, and that's why God caused for you, le'lech l'derech, o'ladaber im b'nei adam, that God calls you to be on a journey, or to be schmoozing with people, so that you could find Hashem in those aspects. It's amazing. Klal gadol, Right, there's a great rule. It's from Pasuk in Mishlei 16, uh, verse 3. That anything, anything that happens, you should align, you, could have, you should have an alignment in your thoughts that it is from Hashem. And you should always understand that Hashem is sending you that which is good for you. Not what people intellectually think is good for them. Sometimes with things which look good are actually bad. Rather, rather throw it all aside, all these judgments, so to speak, and understand what's being thrown in front of you right now is from Hashem. 
One should cling their thoughts above and not eat nor drink too much. Only you should take pleasures in this world in order to increase your health. Health here means physical and social emotional well-being. One shouldn't put their focus. Yistakel means to ogle or spend too much time dwelling in worldly things and not to be thinking about them. By looking at this world overly, one um, overly entrenches themselves in the physical. As it says, Chazal tell us in the Gemara Menachas 43b, looking, remembering, recalling, oh, you fond, have some fond experience, you recall, and you desire it. And it says in the Eitz Adas that the tree of, the tree of knowledge in Bratius was Nechmad Lamar, was pleasant to vision. And then once you got there, tov lamacha was good to eat. Because you spend time looking at it, staring at it, you began to desire it. Your eyes are a portal into your soul. You should think to yourself that you are from an upper world. And you shouldn't pick too much stock in the things, thingness that is in this world, because this world and the things, the object within it, are just a little seed, a mustard seed. Compared to what's really from the world that you came from, where your soul came from. And it should be equivalent in your eyes if others love you or hate you. Like, don't, don't take that too hard. Don't take that too hard. Because their love or their hatred of you is really meaningless. If you have fans and you have fame, it doesn't mean anything. There's no value to it. Shouldn't pay too much attention on the desires of your body. Hamatunaf, your body, which is like sullied. It's the, this from the Tikkuni Zohar. It's from the skin of the snake. Um, it's not the snake itself, but it's the skin of the snake. Okay. Uh, the Zohar says one's will is to be like a pauper. One should think that he is a, he's a, you know poor, and he should speak constantly soft things and supplicating things like a poor person who speaks humbly. Who is constantly in his head? with the And you shouldn't just think about the love of Hashem that you're constantly cling to. You should also have a, a you know a dissatisfaction within yourself that says when will I be able to yishkon imi or Ashkina reside with the light of the Shrina. Now the im So what should you do if all of a sudden comes upon you Tivas of this world? You should distance in your thoughts the I like put the pause, stop, break, distance it from you. It should be disgusting to you, meaning conjure up the disgustingness of what this means to you. It's sort of called in psychology the if-then principle. If I do this, then that will be the consequence. Place that image in your head. In that way, energize your Yetzir Tov on the Yetzir and its desires. And that way you'll be able to lower it and you won't have sadness at all when you don't have the when you don't fulfill the desires of this world. 
you'll feel very happy. Why? And the fact that you were a gibor and you were able to quash that taiva l'shem kavodis baruch, as Chazal say, and you'll be happy with the, um, the the trials and tribulations that you did not draw in after your taivas. Even your thoughts, you're able to chase away this this sort of desire. And you'll be able to push down this dross, as it says in the Zohar. Bar levav the lo amshich lereusa a human who is not following after you know their peers and their heart after human beings. They have their own path. Okay, new idea. Klal gadol hishtabas. This is a great principle that he just mentioned. This concept of hishtabas um, equanimity. Uperish. What does that mean? Let me explain a little further. It should be equal to you. Even if someone is lacking in knowledge or they know everything, at the end of the day, you should be equivalent in your relationship with Hashem. Let's say someone who is so constantly involved in clinging to Hashem. So, if you're connected to God, you don't have time to think about the things that get in the way of your service. Whatever you do, you should understand that what you're doing now, this positive behavior, is pleasing to God. And you're not doing it for yourself, even a little bit. Even if you get joy from the service, it's not for you. It's to encourage you or excite your base nature to do more of it. And don't tell yourself in your heart that you're greater than your friend. Because, oh, I worship, I have so much dveikas, I cleave to God. No, that's why you're created. Sorry, that meaning you're given an intellect, and what do you do with your intellect? What is your intellect different than any um, the worm that serves God to the best of its ability? It does its function. At the end of the day, a human decomposes and is the same thing. I am but worm and not human. And if you were not given an intellect, um, you couldn't serve God, even to the lowest level of this worm. And therefore, in that sense, you're not much greater than a worm, certainly of other human beings. And therefore, conversely, you should see all the creations as being chashev, why? Because we're all in this together. All of creation, all of humanity, and all the creation and organisms. They're all doing the best that they're capable of based on what God gave them. And they're each fulfilling their role in the universe and in the cosmos. That should always be on one's mind. What a fantastic teaching. The, the Baal Shem Tov is doing a, a foundation of Hasidus, which is a balance of recognizing, on one hand, how small you are, but on the other hand, you come from the loftiest place above. It's, it's a constant push and pull, a yin and yang um, in Hasidic thought. The idea of don't get too far ahead of yourself and don't sell yourself short. He, at the beginning, the Rivash said, we were like from Elyon. We're, we're from Olam Elyon, an upper world. Don't get yourself caught in these physical nothing things. But at the same time, don't think you're greater from even the small worm and the, the, the beasts of the field because at the end of the day, everything is functioning for its purpose in creation and doing what it's put here to do. Okay, that ends the first day of 
Chassidish Daf Yomi.